Welcome to Midwest Mind Mail with your hosts, Josh and Jason. All right, Josh. What's up, man? Not much, man. How you doing? Not too bad, Lex. How are you doing? Oh, I'm peachy. Just peachy, right? Oh, yeah. So anyway, so I was kind of scrolling through Facebook earlier today. Well, actually, over the last couple of days. I realized something. I don't know maybe if you guys have noticed it too, but we seem to be becoming a generation of movements. Everybody wants to try and solve a problem for maybe a problem that doesn't exist. But there's one movement out there that I feel like doesn't really have a platform anymore. And that's the feminist movement. How do you guys feel about that? Um, I definitely think there's still platforms for sure. I mean, it's definitely talked about a lot, especially in the internet world, but it's definitely not near as strong or has near the pool that it used to. You think so? Oh, I, I know so. So what do you know about the feminist movement? Well, I know it's early stages. It was started uh, somewhere later 19th century. It was uh, kind of a product of the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not directly a product, but I noticed that that's when it popped up. So uh, when I was doing some research, I was ta- I was reading about why feminists, uh, why, first of all, the, the term feminist um, wasn't, didn't really become mainstream until the 1970s. It had been mentioned throughout history, but it wasn't mentioned as feminism or fem- or feminist. It was just more about equality for females. It was like the suffrage movement. Essentially, yes. Um, the first time it was actually really mentioned in um, in modern, uh, what would have been the modern uh, United States at the time was uh, 1942 in a film, Woman of the Year. And it was actually uh, Catherine Hepburn that mentioned, the, that actually used the term feminist. And actually, it the whole, the whole movie mentions the feminist movement. And so I think that that was when the seed really got planted, but it didn't really grow in popularity till the probably the 60s into the 70s. That's around the time Aaron Russo said that the Rockefellers started funding them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but I think I think the biggest thing we we're gonna say something, Lex. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah we don't want to mansplain and talk over you. <laughs> oh, you guys are fine. No, um, but I know that. Uh, when when feminism first started, it was it was about equality, equality for females, everything from um, it campaigned for legal rights, bodily integrity, um, abortion rights, reproductive rights, uh, which which uh, included things of like birth control, um, and and uh, similar things, protection from domestic violence, which should always be a thing that that should that fem- feminist movement should not have to have a movement for that. That should just be common knowledge. Right. Um, also from uh, sexual harassment and rape, which, as we all know, is terrible and shouldn't exist either, but it does. Yeah, but we live in a rape culture. Everybody and then that. Um, I think the biggest thing that they really pushed for was uh, workplace equality, yeah. um, you know, maternity leave, equal pay, things of that nature. And then uh, obviously against misogyny. But um, I feel like a lot of those those key factors that that they used at that time to build the feminist movement campaign have been achieved. Sure. I mean, I mean, look, if you look at today's history or not even not history, but if you just look at today, look how many female pioneers out there are 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 just like leading the way for for females to achieve great things. No, I definitely think that uh, it's definitely a different time and um, I don't think it's near as prevalent. But uh, what about you, Lex? Uh, What's what's your thoughts on feminism like? When did you first start learning about feminism? Um, 
I would have to say, like, more in-your-face type stuff would be, obviously, in the workplace. We have females that are obviously becoming leaders, Mm -hmm. and yet we still have other feminists or women shouting, like, no, we're still not equal. And it's like, okay, well, take all these women CEOs, business owners. It's like, we are in no way oppressed, but yet we still have these other women in the corner pretty much shouting from the rooftops yes mm-hmm. we are yeah so there's a real disconnect yes a very big disconnect uh for some women they're out there living their best life they are achieving great <laughs> things and then other women are on the ground level yelling from the cheap seats but i feel like those are the those are also and maybe this is a very misogynistic point of view to make but i feel like those are the the, the females that 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 don't really want to work to achieve great things so you what what's your um, basically insinuating is that the feminist movement today could be a crutch for very lazy and entitled yeah. women. I guess that's I guess that's a better way to put or, it. I mean, or very wimpy men as well. Yeah, I, I I mean I guess I can kind of see that. And <laughs> and I I mean the the biggest I guess the biggest thing that people are fighting for right now is the wage gap. And we all know that the wage gap does not exist. No, it no. doesn't. And and a lot of people will say, well, yeah, it does because. A fee, you know, a, a server makes three dollars an hour. I'm like, yeah, but all servers make three dollars an hour. If you all work in the same building, make three dollars an hour. There's females that work at our job that make, well, for for a starting, they make the same as anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're if they're in the shop working, right. they make just as much as every man in there that just start, that started the same time as they do. Right. right. How, how that argument's always put out is that a woman makes seventy seven cents to every dollar that a man makes for doing the exact same work. But they they never take into account that they never explain that any further, just like a lot of points. It's just oh, a woman gets paid seventy seven cents to every dollar that that I would make. But mm-hmm. it, it's never talked about like that's actually what they take in the long run. So you're looking at things like maternity leave. You're looking at things like overtime. You're looking at things like uh, promotions. But they never talk about that because that would ruin the whole the whole argument. Yeah, that would ruin the whole fear mongering and you know anger that they're trying to install in young women. Yeah, and it's and it's crazy and and like you know there like you said there's there's these these female CEOs out there that are running you know billion million dollar companies and it's it's like 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 Josh said you know today's feminism if if they're if they're if they're hardcore I'm gonna say hardcore feminists they're out there. Just lobby and just just to, just to, to use it as a crutch to say you know what I deserve this too, but really you got to put the work in no matter where where it is you know, but it's just it it's it's crazy to think that 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 they're still out there lobbying for things that they already got right and it's it's almost a waste of time and they just want more. Now one thing that me and Lexi that we we were talking earlier before the podcast about how um, it seems like... Because feminism is is a Western movement. You see mm-hmm. it in Europe and you see it in the United States. But you don't really see it as much in like China, you know, basically in the East, in India, the Middle East. You don't see it in too many places like that. Yeah. In places like that, there really is a, a very established historical patriarchy. Yes. But it seems like Western women who are by far the most privileged women in the world, they, they seem to be very blind to their own privilege. Yeah. They're very quick to point out the white male privilege, but they're very blind to their own. And because of that, they come off very whiny. Yeah. And would you say that's pretty accurate, Lex? Oh, definitely. What's I'm... some examples that you've seen? Uh, I don't know. Even just being like, I don't know, in the job market, let's just say, like pretty much the way that I see it, a woman who's like a server 
most likely, if she's good looking and she has like stuff laid out for her, she's going to make a lot more tips than a male would. So it's like already you have that in your corner. Mm-hmm. Or there's just certain things that like women can like get out of like speeding tickets is the common thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. women can get a lot like they can get away with a lot more than men can. Exactly. And so when I so when they say the 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 the, the white man privilege or or just, uh you know, that that men have more privilege than than, than females, I told I they, that right there tells, tells you that that they don't. No, I mean, because no. I because I can't flirt with a cop and get out of a ticket. I'm just saying, like, right. I, I could definitely flirt with him, but I might end up going to jail. I'm not. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just saying it, it doesn't. If I was a cop, you could. <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it doesn't work like that. You know, so many people are, and and yeah, that's a very common one. And they're, they're just blind. It's basically being blind to your own privilege. Yeah, you, and, you don't think about things like that. And if you do, and if you do, if a feminist were to talk about something like that, they would say, "Oh, that's just because she's looked at as a sex object." Well, you know what? Either way, she, you know, I, I made more money, so look at me like a sex object. Exactly. You know, you know it was it was funny. It was <laughs> like what you gotta uh, do. When I was in Springfield, uh, the bar that that. Uh, that that me and all and all of my classmates that we frequented, there was one bar with Showmies in Springfield, Illinois. If y'all ever go there, great service, great food, great beer. They always have great great prices. Anyways, um, they don't they don't sponsor us. I'm just throwing that out there. But we fre- we frequented that bar for about a month, and they there wasn't one female server in there that wasn't attractive, and they made money. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, they have that in their corner, you know, cause like, I'm sorry, I can't wear leggings and get good tips because <laughs> I'll probably end up getting sent home <laughs> to change my pants. You're going like, to get your ass kicked in the parking lot. Exactly. Like, like guys don't have that. So it's, uh, so really we, in some, in some job industries, men have to work harder than women do. Yep. And, and Pete, and they forget that they, they, they're blind to that. Like Josh says, they're blind to their own privilege. Based on your, you know, like like female bartenders make a lot more money than male bartenders do, you know. But they need it because of the pink tax. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> well, a- anyway, man, like, kind of moving on. I just kind of want to talk about the definition of feminism because if you look at the dictionary definition of feminism, mm-hmm. it's a lot more pure and a lot more simplistic than what you actually see when you look at the actions of feminists. And so, are you familiar with the? No. Dictionary definition. No, I've never had any inclination to look that up. What about you, Lex? Are you familiar with it? Um, doesn't it say something where, I don't know, basically the equality for, like, legal rights and other, like, pretty much equality between the sexes is feminism. That's that's a pretty good paraphrase, yeah. Um, the, the definition that I wrote down is uh, the theory of political, economical, and social equality of the sexes. That's the first definition. The second definition by Oxford is uh, the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. So both those definitions, very simple, very pure. And this is uh, what feminists like to hide behind when they're called out on um, their man-hating. Because when you call a feminist out on their man-hating or when you start, you know, basically criticizing their movement, they always, always go back to the dictionary definition. But, you know, just because the dictionary says one thing doesn't mean that your actions are justified. Yeah, absolutely. One character uh, I'd like to talk about is uh, Valerie Solanas. Are you familiar with her, Jason? I am not. So she was a radical feminist, and she uh, she's famous for trying to assassinate Andy Warhol. Okay. Because uh, there was, he wouldn't produce something uh, for her, but she's uh, her play. Yeah, she had a play, 
and he didn't produce it for her for whatever reason, so she got mad and tried shooting him, but her aim was shitty, so, you know, she fucked that up. But she was uh, very mentally ill, and she also had, she had a manifesto that she wrote, and it was called the Scum Manifesto, and it was basically just how men have fucked up the world and society, and it was up to women to try and... Fix it? Yeah, fix it. I wonder if that's where that, that complex from, you ever notice how, how females always want to fix the bad boy? I wonder uh, if that's where that complex comes No, I, I, th- I think that complex is, is a motherly complex, and that is deeper in biology and much deeper in human history than this shit. <laughs> <laughs> this lady was a piece of shit, and she was very blatantly man-hating. The reason I bring her up is because feminists have kind of failed to denounce her. They kind of just pretend like she never existed. But there's a lot of feminists that share the same ideas that she has. And... When you when you point this out, a lot of feminists will separate themselves from uh, from radical feminists like this. But you know you're ar- you're, you're harboring these people. Mm-hmm. These people are man hating, and when when they start spitting out their hate, you can't hide behind the definition of feminism. Yeah, it's a very stupid cover. Your cover's blown at that point. Yeah, like you're you're definitely not wrong. Now, wasn't there a show you were just recently watching, uh, Lex, and it had a uh, mention of Valerie Solanas? Yeah, American Horror Story. Cult. Oh, American Horror Story. Very hmm, interesting. Very edgy show. Right? I, I've never actually watched it, but... You need to. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they mentioned her in a very positive light, as if she was some type of hero. Yeah. And really? to, to a radical feminist, she is. You know, just like Osama bin Laden is a hero to a radical Islamist. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, I mean... Just because you're, you know, you really believe in something doesn't mean you're a good person by any means. No, I mean, look at Hitler. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Hitler was a was a very prime example of that. And he's looked up to um, by, uh, you know, neo-Nazis and white supremacists everywhere. Yep. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I It's it's very, very touch and go now with, with feminism because you have people that you, I've met females that are like, like pro-female, like um it's a term i'm looking for like not necessarily equality but just like like female empowerment i guess yeah yeah. Yeah. and but they're not extreme and then you get people that are just like absolutely extreme about it and you almost can't talk to these people no you can't and it's i i i've I've ran into maybe one or two in my in my lifetime and they're the kind of people i just like i'm like okay uh, i'm gonna walk away from you because if not I'm probably going to go to go to jail for assault because like I just I can't stand them. It's I, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But it, it kind of goes back to like um, everybody trying to force you to, to believe that the things that they believe like religion. Yeah. Like I don't I don't need to believe everything that you guys are telling me. Like stop trying to force your ways on me. Patriarchy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so it's kind of interesting. I didn't know this, but but uh, feminism was actually uh, it's actually been broken up into three waves. And the first wave was actually started in the uh, 19th century into the early 20th century, which yep. Josh mentioned, the suffrage movement was was a big part of the feminist movement, but it wasn't the feminist movement at the time. Um, and then the second was the 1960s to the 70s when it, when it became more mainstream. And then now the third wave extends from the 1990s to the present day, which is more of your... your uh, and I, I kind of almost want to say that, that today's feminist movement is kind of broke up into two groups of people. The extremists and just not, you know, the the, stream, the extremists and the radicals. And then just those people that, that kind of believe the concept of it, but aren't shoving it down everybody's throat because they, you know, they believe that, that some of that's already been achieved. Right. 
One thing um, is that most people believe in the idea of equality between the sexes. And they don't identify themselves as feminists. Now, what a lot of feminists will try to do is they'll say, if you believe in equality, then you are a feminist. And it's like, the idea of equality has been around, it predates feminism. It's not the first and it's not the last movement to promote equality. Yeah. Especially among the sexes. But they claim that they are. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's it, and I've also seen them almost sound very entitled to women's gratefulness. Like as if... Uh, back in 2014, there was a, a movement started online. It was called Women Against Feminism. And it was basically just women holding up signs saying, I don't need feminism because this, that, or the other. Yeah. And a lot of feminists were like, well, these women wouldn't have this right or that right. So basically, they were talking, you know, you've heard people talk about, like, vets, like, you know, you wouldn't be able to, to have that free speech if that vet, you know, if, if our soldiers didn't die for, for you. You know, on the battlefield. Yeah. You've heard people talk. Yeah. That's how these feminists were talking to these women. Like, oh, you don't even have the, you have this right because of us. And it's just, it's complete bullshit. Right, exactly. That's the kind of the face I made. Yeah, like. Like, what a fucking God complex. It's people trying to get them to, to, to fall for their, whatever movement they're trying to, trying to push. They're and, trying to guilt them into it and shame exactly, them, Exactly, and, and they're not falling for it. And that's, mm. and the best, and that's the best part really is, is they're making themselves look like idiots trying to. Trying to force this on somebody, and somebody's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not biting." Oh, completely. Yeah. Have you ever had an instance like that? Anybody ever try to guilt you into any type of feminist idea? Mm, I wouldn't really say guilt per se, but I have had other females saying, "Like, well, you know, these other men, like, they promote so quickly, but like, why can't we?" And it's like, <laughs> actually, if you really look at it, a lot of women get a lot of favors and are able to skip some steps along the way yep. just because what, why is it that you think these uh because i'm assuming this is a co-worker at work uh well a few yeah okay well why do you think they are just blind to that they go right for anger like as if i'm the victim here yeah or you know we're the victim here maybe because no one ever gave them a second thought right but it seems so like right there it's like one of your direct supervisors is a female but you're just gonna you're just going to disregard that. <laughs> but the thing is, is, is it kind of goes the same thing like with our job. You know, there's there's entitled people and they're not feminism. This kind of goes away from feminism for a moment. But there's guys that believe that work my job that believe that they should make make uh, production lead pay because they run a table. Right. Well, that promotion has to be earned. Right. And that's and that's the thing is so many people expect to just be. Um. So so many people just they 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 want that handed to them and they're not willing they don't want to work for what actually what they what they should work for and that's that's the biggest thing is is I I feel like that's where when 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 a female does not get the promotion she wanted instead of being proactive she's being reactive towards yep. it and that's where that extreme like well I don't know why he got it you know or whatever the case right. is or but you know in this case. This was a young woman basically looking at her job and wondering why there were so many, you know, top-ranked males. But as it was pointed out to her, there is a lot of females who are top-ranked and actually skipped a lot of steps and didn't even go through the same steps that a lot of these guys have. But she just completely ignored that. It was like it was like a newfound moment for her when this was pointed out to her. Yeah. And I find that interesting because I see that a lot. Yeah. But no, that's a good example. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's, and, and it's kind of, it's, when was the last big feminist movement? 
A lot of people would say it would be the march on Washington. Uh, you saw it in 2017 and 2018, okay, yeah. and you saw it earlier this year. Yeah, uh, it seems like every year it ke- it keeps declining, like the, the numbers. Um, it seemed to be really big in 2017, and then 2018, and, and this year they actually had some uh, issues in their in their uh, top ranks because there was one of their leaders that had made uh, some anti-Semitic remarks. So there was a little bit of a divide. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Right. It's crazy how how that happens. Oh yeah. Well, what it. Well, one thing feminists always say is that if we had more female leaders, things would improve for society. If 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 women were leaders, that no. that you know, yeah, ex- exactly. And just recently, there was a congresswoman who uh, resigned because she had some compromising photo service service. Yep. But that's not why she was forced to resign. She made it sound like she was getting bullied uh, about her sexuality. And that she was getting uh, uh, abused by her ex-husband. And she made it sound like uh, it was Donald Trump's fault for the double standard. But in reality, she resigned because uh, there was an investigation launched into her conduct for having sex with uh, one of her campaign staffers and giving uh, this campaign staffer money. Yep. Which is against all uh, capital, which is against, I think, the the House rules. Yep. And uh, it was funny because... Uh, saying sorry to interrupt you but she was actually one of they were saying she was probably one of the top runners too oh yeah she was definitely a big prospect yeah but uh she just a year earlier she was very quick to condemn brett kavanaugh based on a really loose claim yeah well god that claim was do we need to go back to the whole kavanaugh situation like no but it was just i find it ironic that a year before uh, katie hill resigned Oh yeah, I'll say her name. Katie Hill resigned. She was, uh, you know, at uh, Brett Kavanaugh. You know, oh yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. You know, she was just, she was, you know, but she was a hypocrite. Yep. So what this tells me is that you put more women in leadership powers, you're going to get a lot of the same results that you got from men. Because everybody knows, we can all think of, you know, some male leader who was compromised by a sexual act that he pulled or some type I mean, of misconduct. Shit, like Bill Clinton, man. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, the first one that comes to mind every time. And in 2015 and 2016, back-to-back years, you had uh, female leaders, one in Brazil and one in South Korea, impeached. because One of them... I'm not sure what the Brazil one was for, but I know the South Korean one was uh, due to uh, embezzlement and fun misuse yep. of funds and some other dishonest shit. Yep, and I'm not saying that. And and, and 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 for the record, we're not we're not saying anything bad about about female leaders. It's just you know they're not always the right the right way to the right route to go. It's not a good idea just to, you know, try and vote somebody in. Based, just because they're female. Yeah, just based yeah. on their sex. You need to put them through the same test that you would expect uh, from a male leader. Like, so when I worked for Safeway, um, they actually, there was a big push to get uh, females into management, like store management level. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, my, uh, we, for, for a long, for about a year, we actually had a female district manager and she was probably the hardest district manager to work for. She was a stickler for everything and she was really good at her job. And um it's just, you know, there's 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 females out there that that are built for those kind of jobs and there's some that just aren't. And 
unfortunately we can't we can't lobby for every female to hold a hold a leadership position because not all females are leaders well and and you know sometimes as frustrating as it may be for a lot of you feminists is that sometimes your best leaders happen to be males yeah and so sometimes they're white males yeah you, know, you and, never know and, and it's not it's not a racing it's not it's not a, it's not it, it it's just it. Sometimes it's, the best person for the job is your white male. Yeah, and and there's a lot of white males, and there's a lot of males who uh, have proven not to be good leaders. Yeah, when yeah, put in leadership positions. Exactly, and and that's one of those situations, you know. But everybody wants to, like I said, we become a generation of movements, and everybody wants to find a have, find something to stand up for, and and feel included in something, and and that's where a lot of these movements are coming from, and that's why the feminist movement has probably like fired back up a lot more recently than it has in the you know the past like 15 years we'll say is because they people want to feel included in something they want to be able to stand up and say well i i, I was a part of this yeah I, I disagree that it's fired up i think, think so i think social movements have but they're kind of scattered it's kind of like a mirror that's been dropped and it's just kind of broken everywhere well uh, it's kind of like the, like the blm movement you know, that was a really big thing, what, three, oh, that, four years ago? That was a huge thing, and now it's just completely yeah, yeah, irrelevant. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't even hear about it anymore. Right. You know, but that, I think that was a big... Right now, it's climate change. Yeah, it, it is climate change. It's climate change. It's about 16-year-old... And the patriarchy is responsible for climate change. Everybody, yeah. It's just science. Yeah, I mean, you know, because science doesn't have anything to do with it. That's the other thing. Um, I, I want to talk about uh, the, the religion, because, uh, you know, I, viewers, Jason, you know, my wife... You guys always hear about me talk about social movements like they're a religion. Yeah. Because they are. The way people go about it's just like organized religion. It's just not as organized. That's Mm -hmm. the only difference. But the way that they try to manipulate people, they try and promise them a better future. The only thing that's different is they don't have an entity and they don't have an afterlife. It's all promised in this life and in future generations. Yep. But feminism is no less a religion than climate change except it's just not as relevant anymore but the patriarchy the patriarchy is the satan of feminist movement it is a faceless enemy that can be applied to anything but yet they really have a hard time picking out like actual examples of the patriarchy they can list a few Mm -hmm. but a lot of it is just kind of hearsay it's just kind of look this is the patriarchy at work but it's like yeah but that's also like this that and other things as well yeah it's not just the patriarchy yeah but it's, it's almost like a word that's used to like scare young women yeah it's it's fear-mongering it is best, fear-mongering unfortunately and that's kind of that's kind of the shitty thing how have you heard a uh, patriarchy used Actually, I'm going to be real with you. I have no idea what the fuck patriarchy even is. <laughs> I don't, you know, honestly, I don't think a lot of feminists know what it means either. I think they think they know what it means. Yeah. But I I believe they're getting the definition mixed up with another definition. <laughs> Which tends to happen. Yeah. Words are hard. It tends to happen. But, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier in the episode that uh, the Rockefellers had a big part in the second wave feminism and funding them. And that's a claim that was made by Aaron Russo. I don't know how true it is. I've looked into it a lot, and there's, you know, some really good points, but there's no real concrete evidence. But the thing is, it makes a lot of sense. So why don't you explain it? So in the second wave feminism, which would have been during the The 70s, 60s and 70s. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the, the feminism had a huge bump. 
I mean, obviously, this is after uh, TV has been a thing, yep. and they had a lot. They had a lot of uh, rallies. They had a lot more members. Uh, now was a huge organization, and still is a pretty big organization. Yeah. But um, you know, we know what now is, right? Have you ever heard of now? I've either, heard of either it, of but, you? but you can jog my memory again. Okay, so now is uh, it's an abbreviation. It is the National Organization for Women. And it was started in 1966. So right, I should have figured that out. Like right. we're talking about feminism. Come on, <laughs> but it's straight up American feminist, and it was uh, started in 1966. So you're talking right at the early stages of second wave feminism. Yeah. Anyway, they run off donations, and when when a political organization runs off donations, this leaves room for you know rich don donors. You know George so George Soros. He's been accused of donating to a lot of yep. these big uh, yep. organizations and. You know, so Aaron Russo claims that one of the Rockefellers told him that they were the big donor for now and the big donor for a lot of feminist movements because their goal was to try and get more women out there working, get more taxpayers, get more consumers into the system. Yeah. Now, if that's true, which I think it's it's a good theory. Even it's, if a, it's, it's a really good theory. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. you know, I think it's a great theory. But uh, if it's true, really we need wouldn't, wouldn't the Rockefellers be the patriarchy? I mean, wouldn't they? I mean, you're talking about one of the most richest and powerful, influential families throughout American history. Yep. I think we need to get Ian in here to uh, Absolutely. diagnose this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ian or Aaron. But, but uh, no, no. But no, would, no, wouldn't you it, think that they're the patriarchy? Now, if your movement's taking payments from this rich and powerful white family, yeah. how are you fighting the patriarchy? You're not. No, you're in bed with them. You are the patriarchy. Yeah. At that you, point, yeah. yeah. You are the powers that be. Yep. You're you're definitely not wrong. Um, right. That's I and, and it's and it's actually said throughout history that the Rockefellers have their hand in a lot of things. Oh yeah. A lot of movements, a lot of there's actually a uh, conspiracy theory that that says that the Rockefellers are actually behind nine eleven. Now they whether or not one that, of them, yeah. Not whether or not that's true. There's a really good like video that that's floating around YouTube. I tried to find it. Again to watch it, I couldn't find it. I think y'all need to call Ian on that one. No, <laughs> uh, it's, I, but it de- it definitely like when when you think about like what like what what all the Rockefellers have actually had their hand in. I mean, they have it multiple cookie jars. It's I wouldn't put it past them to have some kind of you know influence in the feminist movement. But I mean, when you when you think of second wave feminism, you, you're, you're talking the same time as Vietnam. Yeah. Civil rights. Yep. There was so many things going on that. And Josh, we had talked about this prior, was that the feminist movement kind of piggybacked off of the civil rights movement. Absolutely. And so that probably gave him a huge bump as well. Absolutely. Going into the 70s, you know, and it's 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 kind of one of those things like they didn't have really a good foundation to stand on. Right. And so they 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 piggybacked off of anybody in any other movement they could to try and get their point across. Anybody that was willing. Exactly. So. I definitely wouldn't put it. I mean, the theory is great. I would love to do some more digging into that and find yeah. out exactly how much that's actually true. But oh yeah, that's completely true. One movement today that you're seeing them try to piggyback on, but a lot of feminists disagree with it, is the transgender movement. Yeah, which we'll cover in a whole another. Oh yeah, we're gonna cover that. But it's just it's kind of funny because 
the feminists that are still feminists and still, you know, in organizations like now, they're kind of divided on transgender issues because now as an organization is for transgender rights. But a yeah. lot of women don't like the idea of the, of, of a man be, you know, basically just telling the world that he's a woman and deciding that he's a woman because yeah. they feel that their sex, that their gender is being, uh, it's being commercialized or it's being trivialized, you know, well, isn't that because, because, right. Because what, yeah. if, what if Donald Trump came out tomorrow and just said, I am a woman and I am the first U S woman president, you know, by, by the transgender movement, if, if he went through the, the hor the, the hormones that he needed to go through, he could really which, come out and claim that. Which, in his next term, he could get it accomplished. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Trump, you know, if if you do do this, we want commission. But it's, yeah, but you're not wrong. It's 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 a very... It's a very dicey subject, but it's just funny because today they don't really have a movement that they can really piggyback on. No, and they don't, and that's, and that's funny. <laughs> They've ran out of stuff to bitch about. They exactly. have. I and... mean, it's just, it's funny. So they're very unorganized today. Well... It was kind of like when when Trump got elected and he was uh, what was what was the abortion thing? I forget now the name of it. Mm, the plan, the well, what did it entail? Providing contraceptive alternatives to other countries, contraceptive funding. I don't remember any of this. Oh man, it was like two years ago. I, I, had, a, I had a friend in the army that was that literally went to a rally in Omaha about it, and I forget what it was called now. But basically what it was is Trump was Trump was trying to um, he was either trying to regulate it or he was trying to get rid of it. But all it was was um, what it did is it provided contraception and funding and research to foreign countries. So it wasn't the fact of like anti-abortion, which is what the media made it seem like. It was the fact that he was trying to limit the amount of money we give other countries for contraception, which in in a sense, I mean, we got we got problems in our own country, right. you know, and so many people and, and it was funny because so many people got it twisted. But that was that was the last big thing I can think of that that people were really like, you know, and it, it kind of you remember the my body, my choice thing. Right. That right. The, that that's when that picked back up. Yeah. And, well, you know, obviously. As big as it was, as much media is out there, I don't even remember it, and I usually keep my head pretty high on these issues. <laughs> but it's like, they're repeating the same thing, though. Yeah, they regurgitate the same shit. Right. Well, I mean, like, you look back at, like, you know, 1900s, early, it's like, okay, they had a reason because, okay, you guys want to vote. That's fine. Like, they were working towards that. The 60s, it was more like Roe v. Wade, like abortion, like stuff like that. But it's like, now it's like, what are you guys really bitching about? Yeah, it's it's like wage gap and just reproductive petty. rights. Yeah, it's it's really petty shit that's already been fought and won. But, yeah, yeah every little thing that comes out, they seem like it's like a... They make it sound like it's a nuclear bomb on, on women's rights because it's fear-mongering. Because fear gets people into action. And if you can scare young women into thinking that their rights are being bombarded by these white males then they're going to get angry and pissed off mm -hmm. and they're going to want to do something about it. That's the idea. They want to get you worked up like a religion. Yep. Just like a religion. Just like the church wants you to be in your place. They want you to recognize that you're a sinner. Well, these these feminists want you to be in your place and recognize that, you know, you, you are being controlled by the patriarchy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it, it's ridiculous. It really is, and it's it's pretty funny the way that that I see it. But ultimately, I just I don't think that feminism is really progressing our society the way that they say it is. Uh, one thing that you know I've talked about with Lex is the people that I've noticed truly benefit off feminism is really lazy and scumbag men that like to use women. Yeah. Well, you know, well, um, well, yeah. think about it. Back in the day, a lot of men, you know, they were the sole provider for their family, and that that took a lot of pride. Now, you had a lot of issues. You had abusers. You had domestic violence. You had a lot of uh, just, you know, shitty guys out there. You always have, and you always will. Yep. But nowadays, you know, with women working, make their, making their own money, and a lot of women still want to be in relationships, they get involved with a lot of these really scumbaggy guys. And these yep. guys are able to take advantage of them, use resources, use them for housing. I mean, take money out of their purse, whatever, and treat these women like shit and leave these women heartbroken. I mean, I see a lot of that. And then that's when they come back with their men ain't shit. And it's like, no, honey, the men you fuck with ain't shit. Well, exactly. (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) Well, exactly. I mean, every now and then a good woman just gets involved with a bad man for for some reason. He wore a really good mask. But most of the time, it's like your friends, your family, they saw the red flags. They pointed out to you and you chose not to listen. Exactly. Yeah, that's relationship relationship shit. And we can get into that in a whole nother episode. But yeah, I've I've noticed that the ones who have truly benefited off feminism are lazy men. Yes, you're not wrong. Right. Sorry, I'm trying to find the the term that it's it's because it is bothering me now. Just give up. You're not gonna find it. No, I I just found it. We're feeling a little left out here, Jason. Sorry, you and your virtual affair. What is this term? I'm curious now. Um. I thought you said you found it. Yeah, hold on. I'm reading. No, he's reading. Only men can read because, you know, it's the patriarchy. One other thing while he's still looking this up is that I've noticed uh, a lot of feminists, they're, they're very... They're very blind to the contributions to society that men have made. Um, a lot of women like to, especially feminists, they like to pretend like if a woman becomes a CEO of a corporation, this is, this has broken the glass ceiling. The gag rule. So it's, it's called the gag rule. I don't remember any of that. So what is, so, uh, so I'll, uh, I'll read this real quick. What is the global gag rule? Um, the global gag rule prohibits foreign non-governmental organizations who receive U.S. global health assistance from providing legal abortion services or referrals while also bearing advocacy for abortion law reform, even if it's done with uh, non-governmental organizations own non-U.S. funds. So what, pre- so what President Trump was trying to do was he was trying to limit the amount of funding that was going to those countries to prevent... Those, punch, those countries from having abortions. I don't disagree with that. We need to take care of our own shit before we start And donating. there was a big thing about that because they, because, yeah. because nobody did their research into the gag rule. And I was like, I was like, okay, this was, a, and it, it bothered me because one of my fellow soldiers was like, she, I asked her, I was like, what are you marching for? Cause I had no idea. And she was like, I can't even be friends with you now. And I was like, well, okay. So then I, so I started doing, started doing some research and reading on it. And I was like, okay. So we're talking about the gag rule. And I, so I, I looked up what the gag rule was and I was like, this doesn't even affect us. It does because we're keeping the money in country. 
I said, but it's all about dealing with foreign policy. I'm like, this has nothing to do with us. I'm like, why are we marching for other countries? I'm like, we're helping them do this. And Trump's trying to prevent it from happening. But the funny thing about that is, is that in the 1920s, we as a we as a as a society actually voted to legalize abortion, mm-hmm. and it was and and it's because women wanted it legalized. And now, now we're at that point where now everybody wants to illegalize it, which I disagree. Which um, well, I mean, was it Alabama that passed that law? Yeah, um, they did. Uh, what was that law again? It was basically promising to prosecute, Pro- prosecute anybody, yep. even and up into including rape victims. It was a very aggressive anti-abortion law. Mm. So yeah, because I know we talked about that in the in the um, rape or the abortion yeah, uh, podcast did. episode too. So, but yeah, and that's the thing is 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 females are not females, but feminists. Excuse me, but feminists are trying to find anything that they can latch onto. To try and build a platform. Right. Because they know they don't have one anymore. Right. But you, you got to understand, a, a lot of feminists like to paint the abortion uh, debate, you know, between team penis versus team vagina. So basically, they're making it sound like all women are for abortion and, and most men are against abortion. That's completely bullshit. There's more women on the pro-life side than I've seen men that are definitely more outspoken and at these protests. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot more men that I've seen on the pro... It's it's about half and half. There's a lot... About half women, half men on the pro-choice because you got to think, like I was just talking about, scumbag men have benefited from feminists. Scumbag men want to have sex and not <coughs> impregnate uh, women or take care of a kid. So here's an idea. Why don't we start promoting vasectomies? Just get they it tried that. Just, they just, already tried um, saying, "Well, if they're if you're gonna get if we're gonna do mandatory abortions or uh, not mandatory abortions, but if you're gonna outlaw abortions, then you need to get mandatory vasectomies." Yeah, that's a cute argument, but it's not a good one. <laughs> no, no, it's not a good one. But it's, was, it's not a good one at all. Throwing it out there. Oh, but, you're not the first, and you're not the last one to throw that. Oh out no, there. absolutely not. It's. But, but I, I don't think us as a society was ever. Most people back in the 20s were just ignorant to the subject yeah i mean getting an abortion it it was a thing but it wasn't you know as widespread as it is now nowadays it's not that everybody wants it illegalized it's just that there's always going to be a strong push against it Mm -hmm. and unfortunately it's 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 a sad situation but it's it's a situation that needs to be that needs to be handled it'll probably never be a hundred percent handled no no not at all and I don't want to get too lost on the on the con- on the subject of abortion because we've already discussed that. Right. I mean, we could go on for days about about abortion and whether it's right or wrong. But and Lex, your opinion doesn't matter because patriarchy. Oh, shut up. Even, <laughs> even though you got the only uterus in the room, but you know patriarchy. How do you know I don't have a uterus? You know, you're right. You know, I shouldn't assume <laughs> your gender. And I shouldn't assume my own because you know I'm not old enough to decide my own gender. But. It's it's. What do you think, feminists? Are you you pulling your hair out yet? I have titanium balls. I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> no, fuck. <laughs> um, was it was it a feminist protest where that nurse was running around, where where they were blocking the street and the guy literally tore their took their side? That was a climate change. Okay, climate like that's even worse. Right. Like, <sighs> I told you, climate change is is what's in now. Cl- you know, you ever seen Zoolander? Will Ferrell's character, climate change, so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> Feminism is like Derek Zoolander. It was once hot, but now it's out. It's all yeah. about it's all about Hansel. 
it's yeah it's definitely uh definitely a, <laughs> an interesting situation but um no i uh 100% man like i i feel like the feminists though the, the entire feminist movement has lost every every bit of momentum that it ever had oh yeah and and, and now it's just scattered yeah just scattered there's some female empowerment here some female empowerment there but it's just it's really scattered i think women have it really good in our society i think us as men we we have it really good in the society i think for the most part most of us do yep i mean you're always going to find somebody that has more than you always going to find somebody that's more successful than you yep you know but i think if you're really willing to get out there and and do some work you can you can go places you may not be the top ceo but you can do things you'll never be poor if you're willing to work Exactly. And, and and you don't have any I medical think, bills. I think definitely as a society, for sure, right now, we're, we're trying to bring more women into the workplace and give them the opportunity to be at a higher level. And be, Which is not a good idea. Well, I'm, well explain a, that. Yeah, explain that. I'm curious. Well, because you put a female in a leader role, and honestly, some women, they can do the job. Mm-hmm. It's not that. Because some women, they are capable. I will give them that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, women, I do not think should be leaders. And it's just a basis of like some biological factors. It's like we're very emotional creatures. Mm-hmm. We think emotionally first and not logically most of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like you put a woman in a leadership role, she's going to automatically be more emotional on a decision than actually like logical. And I know that, that, that the military was that, that was a big thing with the military, too, about putting females in combat roles. Right. And that's why it took so long for them to to approve females into combat roles because of the the biological difference. And it wasn't a matter of they didn't think that the women could do it. It's just women think differently than men. We'll take the PMS aspect of it. It's like, you know, I'm sure you've dealt with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know I have. It's like you do not think logically as you normally would when you're even in that point. So it's like. Okay, well, if you have to make a major decision and you just have to be like on your rag that day, it's like your decision making is going to be a little bit off. Yeah, you you might decide that you're just going to go kill everybody. Like, exactly. Like, fuck it. Like, and but yeah. what if they're on very strong birth control and they don't have a cycle like that? Well, hormones still mess with your brain, though, don't they? I don't know. Ask science. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely. Uh, I can say it's definitely. Um, you, you got a very good point. Um, and, and like you said, there's some women that are that 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 can hold that role. They really yes. can. But um, I, I feel like well, like there's certain certain jobs that 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 females just are not built for. Right. Yes. And and honestly, they they they're really like I'm gonna say that all out of all the female managers I've ever worked with, they're they're probably some of the better managers because here's the thing: when I was in retail management, the oh, the female too. yeah. Um, the, the 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 female managers were easier to talk to for the like the employees could find them easier to talk to because I know right. I had a, I know I had a store manager didn't give a fuck like he would literally pull like sixteen year old girls and it's their first fucking job and have them in tears and it sucked because our store was all male managers we didn't have a single female manager in that entire store so I had to play that buffer between the store manager and the the the, the employees. Because he didn't care. And that's where, that's one of those jobs where females play a more valuable role. They flourish. Exactly. Because they, they're able to communicate better and they're able to understand. They have that empathy and that sympathy with, with that they can communicate. Because, like, honestly, like, if it's somebody's first job, 
You shouldn't be yelling at him, especially if they're a 16 year old high school kid. Come yeah. on, they're still learning. Right. And she was one of the best workers, and unfortunately, she quit two days later. And I was like, and um, he didn't care. And honestly, it was one of those things. It's like, uh, I saw that with, because uh, when I actually went to that store, the store manager was a female. And she moved on, and we got him, and that was a huge, 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 just big mess up. But that's definitely where, yeah. So that's definitely where um, females tend to flourish oh, is yeah. is when they is when they're when they, when they get put in a, an opportunity to almost be that uh, have that maternal instinct. Right, and you know, there's there's some things that women can do all, almost across the board. Um, better than men. Oh yeah, and I think, and I think as 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 a society, we have no problem admitting that there's just some things that women can do better than men. But as a, as a society, I've noticed a lot of people have a problem with trying with admitting that there are some things almost across the board that men can do better than women, and it's almost like they think that if they admit this, that they're being sexist. Like, could you think of a few things maybe men are almost unanimously not unanimously there's nothing unanimous about any of this but there's some things that men just do better than women inventing and in, in, uh, innovation absolutely i'm not inventing. gonna say I'm, innovation's a, a hit and miss how so because i feel like because when it comes to innovation innovation's all about creativity some of the best artists in the world are females yeah but the best are men it, yeah. I mean, the best cooks. I mean, top level athletes are are men. Why is it such a? Why is it so wrong to admit that? I'm not saying it's wrong to admit that, but you have to think of there. There's there's some really strong female athletes out there too. There is, but when you look at top level males, those female athletes don't measure up. So let's go back. Let's go back way. <laughs> let's go back way in history. See, see, you're already getting uncomfortable. No, I'm not getting uncomfortable. We're gonna, we're gonna back. We're gonna backtrack here a little bit. Okay, let's back. So let so let's go back to the days of the Nea- like. I'm not. I don't want to say Neanderthals because Neanderthals were retarded. They couldn't talk. But um, tribes. Let's go back to the Native American tribes. All right. What was the female's sole job? To provide a home, raise yeah. the children, raise the children. Yeah. What was the men's job? To go hunt, hunt and gather. And but why, why is that? Exactly. Why is that? Because the men... No, 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 no. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Feminist theory says this was a social, a social construct and nothing more. So... If, if us as a society would have decided that women were to go hunt and men were to have the children, it would have been different. Now, and we can change no, that no, no, now no, in, two, no. in 2019. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. And, and I'll move on to that in a, in a totally different... It's going to sound weird, but... but the men in, in going through, if you look at, um, and we talked about this before you and me, Josh, even in the Roman era, it was all men that fought. Right. The wives and the women were always at home taking care of the house, raising the kids so that the kids could eventually go and fight. Right. Now, let's flip-flop that. We're going to talk about lions. And it's kind of weird because it doesn't, it doesn't really play into, into, into human role. But in, in the world of lions, if you, I, I, I like The doc- females hunt. The females do the hunting. Why? Right. Because what is a male's job? To stay at home and protect the pride. Right. That's what their job is. Mm-hmm. So it's kind. Of, so it's interesting to see how biology flip flops things to benefit. Sure. The community. Sure, but yeah, when you look at a male lion and a lioness, who's quicker, stronger, and faster? The male, yeah, and that, male. and that's why. But when you look at history for human beings, the men were always the ones that went out and gathered the food, and. 
and it was just it's always been that way excuse me no well women also farmed and there were some there were some tribes where women hunted too well and i'm saying but a majority of them were men and and it's because the the that maternal them like i'm not gonna lie i can't breastfeed a kid right like i there nowadays there's probably some men that could do it i think there's (laughs) laws against that jason but what i'm saying is is at the end of the day like that's the mom's role take care of the children take care of the family right feminism wants to break that and why because it's a social construct and they think that it takes away women's independence it doesn't it makes them strong it makes society stronger as a whole but they disagree with that but to me that's just it's complete nonsense no it's it's absolute nonsense. but i I mean getting back to, to that i mean why is it that and like feminists have such a hard time trying to or just even people that they don't have to be feminists to just admit that men are better at some things than women. I mean, maybe not as a whole, maybe not just individually, but top level athletes. It's it's, it's always going to go to men. It's kind of, it's it's that it's that natural human instinct that you don't want to admit defeat. Right. You, like nobody wants to admit that they've been defeated. And 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 unfortunately, so um, so you're just saying that it's ego. Absolutely. 100%. It's ego, but you know, if if you look at a lot of feminist theory, only, you know, it's only talk it only talks about the male ego, but it never mentions the female ego. And I'm sorry, I've met some females with a pretty big fucking oh, yeah. ego. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I it's had, very I, fragile. I had one in my unit. It was always a it, it was always a contest of who dicks whose dick was bigger, and I was like, "Oh my whose god." Whose clit was bigger? <laughs> one of the two, and I couldn't handle it, but the thing is 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 uh we um we're, we're we're in that point in society now where where everybody wants to challenge everything and and unfortunately the feminist movement is going to be yeah um it's just it's it's not going to end and unfortunately it's just something we're going to have to deal with no it, it's not going to end but the thing is it's i'm glad to see it's losing relevancy that it's it's losing its kick <laughs> what well, what do you think lexi Mm, I think some of the treatment from men, I think women bring it on themselves, actually. Some things. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, most women, they think, oh, I'm being looked at as a sex object. And it's like, well, for one, look at how you're carrying yourself. Look at how you're dressing. Yep. It's like, you know, even as a woman, it's like some of the things I think we do bring on ourselves. Wait, are, are you advocating for personal responsibility? Yeah. How, how dare you? <laughs> I know. A woman should be able to dress however she wants, and and men should just respect that in a perfect world. Now, in reality, we all know this isn't how this plays out. Unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world. And that's no, we don't, and we never will. will. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of these, but like I said, these religions, these climate change religions, these feminist religions, these social religions, they're promising people that one day we could. We could live in a world like that. Yeah. We've come so far at this point. We were just talking a hundred years ago, things were different for women. Well, yeah. I Why mean, couldn't we advance a hundred years more? Um, because we're not a hundred years in the future. Well, because we kind of uh, see. Here's what it comes down to. I think feminists had, you know, like, like equality has been achieved, but I don't think equality looks as nice as what it looked like a hundred years ago. Oh, I think a hundred years ago they thought equality was going to be this great thing. We're going to finally be treated like men. And now that they finally are, I think they're like, holy shit, this sucks. Female suicide has sky, you know, it's gone up significantly. Yep. Even in the last 20 years. Yep. I think also part of that comes to 
tend to deal with the fact that that there's such a high social standard that females have to uphold this certain persona this certain image and when when they can't achieve that it just it kills them not not literally but emotionally and it, that's, it could kill them literally so, though yeah and Absolutely. they could drive them to suicide so women are using drugs more they are um you know dying of overdose more they're killing themselves more yep. they say almost half of the women are on some type of um medication for uh, mental it. you know for basically m- mental you know depression bipolar something yep i believe it i don't know what do you think lex mm-hmm. you're the token woman so what do you think i don't want to be the token woman well too bad <laughs> patriarchy so i think i think that's gonna be it for tonight guys um Definitely a good discussion, Lex. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank um, you. It's so good much. to have a female opinion in here. Yeah. By the um, way, um, she broke the glass ceiling. She is the first female guest on Midwest. Yes. Mind Melt. Yes. So for all you guys watching, um, definitely subscribe, hit the like button, tell your friends about us. But we're throwing this out there. Um, should I talk about the? T-Rex yes, challenge. I will be so, doing the T Rex. Yes, challenge. Josh will be doing the T Rex challenge. If you don't know what that is, um, stay tuned because it's going to be an awesome video. Um, but uh, you can do a little bit of research, find out what it is, and 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 we just can't wait for that one. But um, yeah, definitely. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and, and we appreciate everything you guys are doing. So you guys stay cool. <laughs> well, well, dude, we're still recording the audio. An auto policy from State Farm gets you collision coverage, and this radio ad from State Farm gets you coverage of this beloved '90s hit. I hit a car. I hit a car. I hit a car. coverage, visit statefarm.com. Combining home and auto with State Farm gets you a whole lot covered for less. But this State Farm radio ad gets you this jam covered for free. Cover it all, nothing at all. I want my premiums to fall by combining policies for home and auto. Cover it all. For more coverage, visit statefarm.com.